Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, two of Pero Let Me Tell You. <laughs> I always say that every week like I'm surprised. Yeah, like you like, don't see me pushing a button somewhere. Actually, no, I didn't see you oh, push you the button. Uh-huh. Don't push the button. Did you see me trip the station, change the channel? No, no, no. No. So, <laughs> key, keep it together forever and ever. <laughs> this entire episode is just going to be us doing that. Key, keep for... it together. I got brothers. I got some sisters too. You're stuck in the middle. Tell you what I'm... Well, everybody, with that musical <laughs> interlude, welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You, yes. episode number 68. Episode 68. And just for the record, while y'all are listening to this, we are lounging poolside in Vegas, because this I, drops on Friday. We're going to be in Vegas. I know. That was a very nice surprise. I have to say, thank you. You're we'll welcome. get into the surprise element of it later. But yes, that was maybe next nice, week's episode. That was a very nice surprise. I'm taken aback by it, but anyway, um, yes, we're going to be in Vegas, yes. and we're going to try to record something in Vegas on location. Yes, live from the SLS Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, welcome back to episode 68. Um, again, a big thank you yeah. to back in episode 67 to Burger Beast and everybody who came out yes. for We've our had a busy couple of days. We have, but everybody who came out to our live recording at um, Candilandia, Candilandia, the Burger Museum, the Burger Magic Museum. City. You know, I think that building is trying to escape from taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it has so but many But there names. were so many people who were like came out. Um, we were just saying uh, Chris Valdez came yes, out. Chef Chris came uh, out. Chef, Chris. Chef Richard Hales who came out and gave us uh, Martha, of course, uh, came out. Darwin, Darwin came out. Mama Zamurlo came out. Um, Ubro. 
I mean, and and we made a lot of new friends that day too. Yes, we did. We did. Our shout out to Mojo Donuts. We've always loved you, but we love you even more now. (laughs) Yes, smell, 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 look, taste. I think is the name of the 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 Instagram handle. Yeah, Abuela Mommy Coffee. I mean, yes, it was it was a great time. Creations. How do we forget creamy creations? Oh my god, creamy. Well, we're always talking about creamy creations. I know, but we got. You know, at this point, we need to buy stock in creamy creations. True. I mean, now do you buy stock in flan? Now, now, because their flan wasn't good enough. You know, they just wasn't enough. They had to. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Now they have guava soft serve. Yes, guava <sighs> soft serve. And it is as good as you think it is. Yeah, so. whatever you imagine, multiply by 10. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So I was on the bright line. Okay, so tell us. As I, I was not in the bright line. Well, that's because you were off having your Father's Day weekend I, I, celebrations. I was, uh, yes, I was being a father on Father's Day. <laughs> yes, you were being a father. Well, I'm a father every day, but, but more know. so. Like you were like, being extra fatherly, like just yes. giving unsolicited and I, advice. And I was yes, and I was being I was with my father and whatever. Yeah. But yes, the bright that's line. Good. Yeah, so it was cool. It was um, it's the Havana Rum Train Experience on the Bright Line. It's running through the end of this month every weekend. And it's kind of cool because actually I thought of you the minute that I that I got on it because they do have um, speakers on there who are also talking about the history of the railroad and its connection to the rum trade between Florida and Cuba. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, that's something that... The know, East that, Florida Railroad probably. That, yeah, actually, yeah. East, yeah, Florida, East Florida Railroad, Florida yeah. Road, yeah. See, this is why I knew you'd enjoy it. <laughs> um, they had, I mean, they had rum tastings. They gave you three full-size cocktails in addition to the tastings. They had food from Sergio's. They had... Um, arroz con leche they had tres mm-hmm. leche they had live music uh, the lead singer from band Palo was on there um, man was, I think that if I would have known just the historical I didn't I knew everything you were going to say except the historical lesson of it yep. I think I would have been like you know screw Father's Day <laughs> this is, it's your day damn it you're going to do what you want to do <laughs> and I'm going on the rum train yeah that's awesome I love that they put Florida history in there yeah 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 it was a nice blend because it wasn't dr- no pun intended it wasn't dry um, you know, it was it, it was entertaining. It was fun. Live music. People were dancing. Um, on our train, we had a lot of people that we know. Actually, I think we're at that point now where we kind of just know people. We know people. We know people. Uh, Gio from Chat Chow was on there. So was uh, Areli, who does the who's the publicist for Chef Chris. So Areli's a lot of fun. She's a trip. <laughs> like I think Areli could host her own rum train tour. Yeah. <laughs> she could. She could yeah. navigate. I think you inspired me. I think we should have. I mean, maybe we'll bore people, but I think we should have maybe a fun kind of Florida history. Since obviously we're Florida centric for obvious reasons. You know who we might be able to have on that might be interesting. Um, I don't remember his name right now, but the guy who does the tours of Cayocho. The one we went to the, that the time? One, yes, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to look into that. We'll look into that. Well, first thing, we'll find out his name. Because <laughs> if you we'll know, if you know, a lot of, pretty much the reason why Miami was established was because of the railroad. Yeah, um, Flagler. Flagler. We were just a stop to the overseas highway. It happens. So There are worse things to be in life than a stop. So, the okay, okay, I, I, I want to talk about something that I've noticed I've noticed in the last like year and and ever since it kind of caught my radar, it on your radar, <laughs> I it, it bothers me more and more and more. Okay, and it's one of these like double edged swords. Okay, because on one end, on one end, um, or on one side, it's convenience, and I've certainly used it, and mm-hmm. you've used it, and our listeners have used it. But on the other, it's inconvenience. X lax delivery. Xlax delivery that would be very convenient. It would, it would right at the right, right. the right time. But you're on the right path. Okay, okay. And I'm talking about Uber Eats. 
I actually just ordered Uber Eats before you got here. Oh. That's how I ate tonight. Oh. I ordered McDonald's. Uber, Uber Eats. Eats. Uber Eats. Well, you know, Postmates, which yeah. I think is a terrible name for a food delivery. Yeah, I don't I, get Postmates. When I first Grubhub. heard, Grubhub, Grubhub yes, good. obviously. Yes. When I first heard of Postmates, I kid you not, I thought it was an office delivery service. What else would it be? And it made total sense to me because even like their colors are like black and yellow, right? Black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, and 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 I'm like, oh, this is like an office delivery service, like. <laughs> It's Not like, that Office Max or Office Depot didn't have their own delivery well, service. Maybe they but, are like delivery only. They don't have an overhead. Right. Or like, right. yeah, somebody will go and get it for you, right. you know, you oh, know okay, the right. next day. Like, I really like, need that highlighter. Right. Like, I thought that's what it was. But no, right. no, no, it's food. So my gripe about it is the following. I've just found it, and I know these are first world problems. So <laughs> while there's parts in the world of people who can't in, get food at all. Who can't get food at all and are suffering in a war and famine. That breaks my heart, but and I know there's a first world problem, but whatever, go with me here. Um, I mean, in all fairness, they're probably not listening to our podcast anyway. I so. just I hate when you're like whether it's at a re- like at a restaurant or at Starbucks mm-hmm. or anywhere that it's like they have all these orders and they're for Uber Eats, and then you're sitting there or standing there going come mierda, you know, because it's like oh order fifty nine Uber Eats, oh, uh, or then the Uber Eats driver comes in. <laughs> is this really something you're upset about? It is. <laughs> day that day I went and. And I waited like 30 minutes for my damn coffee. I and, and thankfully that day, you know, it, I wasn't working, so I could wait. But there were people there who were, you know, on their way to work and or on their break. And they were waiting también like 30 minutes. And then it was like, you know, 40 Uber Eats people come in. Yeah, you know, I'm here for Uber Eats order. And even at McDonald's, damn you, I just, <laughs> I just find that like, I think the restaurants are getting so many orders for Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever. For the delivery service. We're getting so many that, you know, because think about it. Generally, how does a restaurant gauge how full it's going to be? It's by the people eating there. Right. right. So if they know that it's going to be a busy night or they have a lot of reservations, they could kind of anticipate. Like, you know, Friday there's going to be a lot of traffic. They could kind of right. anticipate how many orders <laughs> they're going to have and all that. Right. They could kind of anticipate it. Right. So, you know, you, you know, you may be in for a long wait or not a, a wait right. at all, depending on when you go. But it, it was easier to anticipate. But now with these services, and again, there's a lot of convenience to these services. I've used them myself. But now you just don't, you don't know. You don't know what order you're going to get. I think on some level, though, I th- and again, I, I, I could be completely off base. I think that the wait time inconveniencing you're talking about, I think it may be something specific to, I was going to say Miami, but I'm going to amplify it, to cities where people are not used to doing delivery. Because when I lived in New York, mm-hmm. I was ordering from Grubhub like forever. And I never heard of anybody like, oh, when I went to this place, they weren't ready with my order because... The delivery. Like, I think the mentality already exists. Like, they are, they've been doing it for so long that they can anticipate where it's like, okay, I know on Mondays it's going to be... I'm making it up. On Mondays it's going to be really crazy because that's the first day of the week. People get home. They don't want to mm-hmm. cook. Or it's a, a snow day or a rainy day. Right. So we're going to have to double up that. I think that here, because people aren't... Outside of, like, pizza and Chinese food, they're not acostumbrado. Mm-hmm. to order and by the flip side the restaurants aren't used to receiving those orders so i think it's it's like a, a learning curve thing maybe maybe i mean it is i mean i just think that it's harder for them to anticipate how many people are going to be there and then it's just again i don't know listeners have you had the similar experience i just think it's really annoying just the other day um do you think I, they should have like a dedicated food delivery I was I, the other day. The other day, the other day, I was at Boca's Grill. 
Okay. And I, I milkshakes are so good. Uh, or some time ago, I was at Boca's Grill, and it wasn't the other day. <laughs> it was some time ago. I was at Boca's Grill. I wasn't particularly in a hurry that day, so I didn't really care if my food took ten minutes or thirty minutes. I, I was not in a hurry. I don't care, whatever. But I did notice that everything was taking longer because these people, like on the the Boca's Grill in Kendall, there's like a counter. Uh huh. Right. It's a tiny one too. It, and it is. It is a tiny yeah, yeah. one. It was like all these bags that they were putting there of orders that were for Uber Eats or Postmates. And the funny thing is that Boca's Grill doesn't do takeout. Oh, no? Because no, because what happens is that restaurants that don't do takeout, Uber Eats and Postmates, when they get the order, the person goes there and orders it as oh. takeout. Oh. Right? So it's not like, you know how some, you just on the app, you order. Or what? Somebody swings by, picks it right. up, and keeps no, going. No, some restaurants like Boca's. You have to sit there. Like they have to have go to there, there or stand place there. the order right. in person. So then, so then all those people were standing oh, in the restaurant. Shit. So the restaurant was like a freaking sardine can because you had all these people. And I was just like really annoyed. I was like, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And in McDonald's, I've noticed it too. In McDonald's, I'll notice. I'll be like, order, you know, 676. Six, and there's nobody there. Or you're waiting for your order at McDonald's. McDonald's, right. and then there's like four Uber people there. Hey, I'm an Uber. I need to hurry up, you know, because my, the fries are getting cold. So I don't know. It's just a, something, a gripe of, of, of mine. Nobody so. likes cold fries. I know, right? Ugh, it's the worst. I'm not too much of a fry person, but uh, but I mean, obviously. I kind of like them when they're a little soggy and salty. I'm not going to lie. Everybody's like, oh, crispy fries. I just, I, like I want to say something totally off topic, but not off topic. <laughs> As we are wont to do here. So... Um, I have no shame in saying okay. that for Father's Day, we went to the Olive Garden. Uh, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, and, and, and our friend, I'm not going to say his name, our friend from middle school, I love you, but I don't care what you say. The Olive Garden is awesome. Y déjame decirte algo, que estaban los pancitos, they were right out of the oven, rico, and they were, rico. they put extra like butter and extra Was garlic. Was there a lot of people there or no? Well, the Olive Garden now has this wonderful, like fantastic thing that okay. you go online, you go online. Oh, you can make a reservation ahead of time? Yes, they put you on the list. So, oh. so, and I went to the Olive Garden in West Kendall, the one that there is by the hospital that your grandparents went to when you had your appendix. <laughs> Oh, the, the one, one in like, yeah, that's practically in the Everglades. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to I that. I didn't know olive there was one there. Yeah, they, they built an Olive Garden. They made an Olive Garden there with a Texas Roadhouse and a Chevy's. And the Chevy's is really cool because it's a di- di- looks different. It's like, um, a, como se llama? A mo- not modern city. A, a post a Chico, the the madman style, a postmodern. Oh, a, okay. I'm like, a, like, okay, retro, right, right, right? Anyway, so we didn't have to wait, and oh my god, the bread was like, it was like extra good. It had like extra butter, extra salt, and extra like garlic. Cool. So when you dip that in the Alfredo sauce, oh. oh my god! So you know what? To our friend from middle school. Whatever, whatever with you go, you go, you go have Italian wherever you want. We'll go to the Olive Garden. Hi, I'm so not bougie. Okay, oh. you know my thing about the Olive Garden is that people hate on the Olive Garden, right? Well, people hate on chain restaurants in general. Indu, 
I don't pretend that the Olive Garden is fine Wait, Italian no, 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 dining. No. We're not going there for like a five-star Michelin rating. I don't go there thinking like, this is Italian food. No, I go there because I just... I don't, I don't have food. the tour of Italy thinking like, this yes, is what they have in this Italy. This is the different regions of food <laughs> of Italy. I yes. taste Napoli. I taste Tuscany <laughs> in my tour of Italy. Oh, this is a grand tour mm, of Italy. Yes. Is, that, is, is that a hint of Sardinia? <laughs> I, I, love because, I love the Olive Garden because I think the, their food is tasty. It's not bad. You, it's comfort food, as you said. And I feel it's, it's like you know what you're going to get. And it's not expensive you, on top of that. You, the portions you, are huge. You go to the Olive Garden when you have a certain mood. That's like I say this all the time. I think Subway sucks. But there is times that oh, I... Oh, we're never getting that sponsorship. I think it sucks. But there is a times that I crave a Subway sub. And it's like funny because like the closest Subway next to me... Is next to next to Publix, yeah. which you know is like the king of like the right. best you subs can go there have are. A sub right, at Publix, at Publix right. you could even order it online and not wait no, at Publix. But no, but there are times that I want my cold cut combo with mayonnaise and extra cheese. Bueno, eso <laughs> with the bread, all their breads are different and they all taste the same. That's true. They do. That's true. The cheese one, the rosemary. They're they're all different, but they all taste the same. They're like IKEA dessert. The, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I get it. I go to the I listen. I go to the IHOP, and I will always have the chocolate chip pancakes, even though I know that about fifteen minutes after I have the IHOP chocolate chip pancakes, it would just be cheaper for me to literally walk the plate over to the bathroom, yeah. and flush it down the toilet. Fun times. It, it's just quicker that way. But well, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You know what you're gonna. It's I know okay. what's gonna happen, and it's, it's okay. Okay, it's okay. I for want six dollars. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, listen. A real tour of Italy will probably be like three or four thousand dollars. <laughs> Conservatively, yes. yeah. A tour yeah. of Italy at the Olive Garden is seventeen ninety nine. I mean, what and it includes breadsticks, soup, <laughs> and salad. I don't even know how that. That's more than a bargain. Yeah. There's a bargain, and then there's that. Yeah. So it's like you know what to the Olive Garden haters. You know, it's like it's okay. I don't need your approval. Now, the same way that I was saying, I think, in last episode, that, like, why would anybody go to the Olive Garden in Times Square, you know? No, but that's because you... <laughs> but that's also because, as we saw, in Times Square, they're more expensive, too. It's more expensive, and also, it's New York, which it's has an entire right. neighborhood of Italian food. <laughs> so, I would think that, as a tourist, I would want to go experience that neighborhood right. that they don't have where I I'm come from, from right. but they sure do have an Olive Garden, you know, yep. at the mall. So, but whatever, Olive Garden, you know, I love you. That's okay. Anybody who doesn't, you know what? You can just follow the the sage advice of, you know, the, the most bland philosopher in pop culture right now. And yeah. You need to calm down. Ay. <laughs> La baba sin sal. Uh, actually, she's a, she is a, a little thing of a French potato. fries. We she's called like, it first. She's French fries in this video. Okay, I'm gonna let you and go Katie on Perry this rant because this is your rant today. No, it's okay. We when I saw that, vi- go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I kid you not, okay. and I'm sure a lot of people predict this. Predict. Okay, so we're moving topics now mm-hmm. into Taylor Swift. This is episode sixty something. I think they've gotten the gist of how we so um, <laughs> When they said, when they said, "Oh, Taylor Swift is going to have a um, a video filled with cameos." Right. And you're not going to believe who's in it. I'm like, clearly Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Like, right. like, is there any surprise in this? I mean, it was either her or Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> well. So, I mean, I didn't know they were going to do the whole burger, burger shtick. But I'm like, whatever. I'm just glad that, you know, Katy Perry found a second use for that burger. Right? You know, it's nice when people wear outfits twice. I would say she upcycled it. <laughs> 
Because, I mean, she wore it to the Met Gala, which, as <laughs> Stephanie from Mamas and Merlot will say, is like religion to her. Sure. But now in a video, it kind of lasts forever. It's, it's, it will always be in the music you, video. If you missed that that little snippet of her changing as J-Lo came out of the stall, yeah. then... Hi, you know what? Mamas and Merlot would be fun at the Olive Garden. Maybe we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna have endless carafes of wine. <laughs> That's all. And we gotta invite David too. But anyway, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, but did saying, you see the video? Have yeah, you, seen I've seen the, it. you saw yeah. the new video. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, I saw somebody posted something after seeing the video, which is like. Although, not to interrupt you, you know when I finished seeing the video, there's just one thing I thought about: Liberian girl. It has about as many people you in it. Okay, you know, and I thought I was like, only you would get that reference. Whereas you don't see him until the end of the video. She makes damn sure that you know it's hers. Oh yeah, the video's cute. The song is eh, whatever. It's typical mainstream pop, caca. But I love how now everybody's like, you know, that's the best video. Oh, my God. This video is the most wonderful thing. Like, we should be video of the year for everything. And I'm just like, listen, I mean, just because it looks like a Sanrio store put to music, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be lauded as, you know, that much. But even still, now I have to come out and defend Taylor Swift. I mean, I think the video's fun and it has cute it's moments, cute but it's whatever. Fun. I mean, it's, 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 it's as, it's, you know, it's as fun as a Lisa Frank notebook. You know, with the gay unicorns. Yes. Uh, well, what other kind are there? Mira, Lisa Frank had that's pride before pride was out. pride. You know what? That's true. Bite. And you know what? She booked gender stereotypes by having a female and a male name. Bite. <laughs> <laughs> she was so ahead of her time. She was so ahead of her time. She didn't that even know. She, she, she didn't, didn't even, even know. know. She, there were no words for how ahead of her time yeah, she was. Yeah. But it's just, uh, I know people are giving Taylor Swift flack because they're just like, oh, but you're appropriating culture and you're, da, da, da. and it's just like, oh my God. Come but what know. culture is she appropriating? Because it's like, now she's all like about, you know, like the gay stuff or whatever, because you know, it's like, oh, so. Okay, it, but did, okay, okay, on, okay. Let me, let me finish, let me finish. It's equivalent to when people say like in movies where like, have you ever heard of like the white savior movies? Yes. Okay. Essentially they're kind of, for, for lack of a better way of putting it, equating it now because when she released a song. I don't know how many donations to Glad went up. I don't know how much. She now, you know, she did a surprise pop up at Stonewall. Yeah, Stonewall. Yeah, I she, saw that. You know, so now she's like all about the game. Well, but okay, but didn't she, in in her defense, didn't right. she specifically say that she was releasing this song in this video? For Pride Month, I believe so, but I don't. I don't so know this wasn't like a coincidence. This was, no, no, this is absolutely planned. Right. I mean, that but, woman doesn't do anything. Say, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is. It's not like she did this video that happens to be very like. Well, it's let's got say, all the gay celebrities, but in but, it. but gay centric, you know, in November, right? But that's I think that's where the argument comes from is that it's and it's part of a bigger argument or, or conversation that's happening now. Which damn is, if you do and damn if you don't. Well, that's what it comes what it comes down to. People are saying now, you know, before oh we need to be recognized, we need to be recognized, and now Pride has become almost like Christmas. I mean, like you know, May thirty first. <laughs> Well, take out the rainbows, you know, at Target and put them up and whatever. And now people are just like, you know, Pride is just about like corporations coming out now and, you know. Welcome to the capitalist United States of America. Welcome (laughs) to the mainstream, baby. Welcome to the mainstream. Once companies figure out that you are a demographic, they're going to want your money. Up until 10 years ago, I'm being conservative. I'm just saying 10 years for no reason. You know, you were bitching and moaning that you're still not being recognized and blah, blah. And now they're recognizing you. They're appealing to you. They're trying to speak to you. And now you're like, oh, no, because you just want, you're just trying to be, you know, gay friendly now. And it's like, well, if not now, when? You know why? 
Because I mean, we are never, ever, ever <sighs> getting back together. And we, but you know how that is. It's like, you know what? You know what? I, you know and, what? And I'm, I, I, all the corporations should just be like, you know what? You know what? Está bien. Ya. Ya. Renuncio I'm sure la that this, like many other things, <sighs> is a loud minority that exists. That gets amplified. Yeah, that gets amplified. And, For you know, no reason. Everything is cultural appropriation. And everything is, you know, trying to capitalize on something. And as we always discuss, the problem in doing that is cultural appropriation is real. And it's something that, you know, should be taken seriously. But when you call everything cultural, cultural appropriation, when it actually does happen, then it's, you know. It's, it's, You're crying wolf. It, yes, it's yeah. watered down. For example, you know what I do think is cultural appropriation? There's, um, I forgot her name, but there's a very, uh, I should have Rachel Donizel. There's a very um, a famous Indian actress now, and no, it's not Priyanka Chopra. Um, there's a very famous Indian actress right now out mm-hmm. that she's doing a movie or something that she, she uh, did this photo spread, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like African inspired. Okay. And she took a picture i don't know if it was shot on location or whatever but she takes this picture that's supposed to be in africa okay and right behind her there's a you know clearly somebody who's african of like a tribe and like they're you know tribal tribal like Mm -hmm. you know gear Mm -hmm. i think that that is cultural appropriation because you are you i mean i mean you, you don't get any closer than that you are using someone from that tribe to make your picture look more exotic and more pretty you know a, a case like that you know maybe they didn't intend it to be but okay that is cultural appropriation but could the argument also be made that it's there because the person who conceived of the shoot you know genuinely has a fondness for this thing for for this culture for this aesthetic and and it, and wants to right but you can make the it. argument that you can be fond again, of the aesthetic I don't know what the, the culture like in in a different way, right? Because they literally used the the person who's supposed to be from the tribe as a prop. Okay, right. All right. So I I could, that argument I understand. Mira, this is not the first time she gets uh, given shit for cultural appropriation. She, uh, Taylor Swift, Taylor, or for appropriation of any type. She had a video a few years ago, which I thought was a beautiful video for the song "Wildest Dreams." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's supposed to be like the Kate Hepburn. Like, she, yeah, uh, but she she was um, she's a movie star. Queen. That's the, the take, right? Right. When I saw the video, it was it's like her behind the scenes. Right. But then people were saying that she was glamorizing colonialism in Africa. I mean, I guess that if you really look for it, you could find it. <laughs> I don't think Taylor Swift woke up that day saying, "Let's glamorize colonialism in Africa." But you know. <laughs> And again, here I am, yet again, having to defend Taylor Swift. Well, I mean, I don't think it's so much <sighs> that you're defending Taylor Swift. I I just think that, you know, we've gotten to that point, and we've discussed this before, that people are just so, so sensitive about certain things that, uh, again, you, you got to be very careful because, you know, just like when people are saying you're racist, you know, right. being... A racist is a very powerful and negative word that that is very strong and very serious. So if you are calling someone or something racist, you better make sure that they it really is racist or has racist undertones or whatever. And 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 then the the problem is that when you use those terms and you use those allegations over and over and over again, right. then again when it really does happen, then it's you get like lumped oh, in with everybody else. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, and. 
whatever. And as far as as Pride Month, you know, um, you know, um, the capitalism, the capitalism of Pride Month. Let's I mean, call it that. I'm all for it. I like walking into Target and being able to buy a little Sunday Fun Day shirt with a rainbow but, but, on but, it. But but again, it's it's a loud minority. Um, I hope so. I think I spoke to you about it this a couple of days ago, and with this, we could talk about this and maybe transition into the next topic I wanted to, to talk to you about. Um, we're a fan of the Spice Girls, and it's not a, a secret. No surprise. And the Spice Girls were on tour this summer, and they had this massive, like, sold, like sold-out stadium tour yeah. in in Europe. Yeah. And you know, they're, UK focused, right? They're, huh? It was focused in the UK, right? Predominantly, not. yes. Yeah. yeah, they didn't go to like Paris or anything. No, no, like they that. did like Ireland. And yeah, Ireland, and Scotland. And, and anyway, um, obviously the stage has like enormous screens and whatever. So they made, you know, where at one point they were all about girl power. Right. Uh, they still were about girl power, but they made it very inclusive now. There's like a shirt that says, everybody. I was at Wilton Pride this past Saturday, and there was a guy there from Manchester who's mm. wearing the shirt. That it says, everybody from all ethnicities, religions. Yeah, are sex- welcome to Spice are, World. Are welcome yeah. to Spice World, sexual orientation, blah, 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 right, blah. Right. right? So it's not like, you know, all of a sudden they went from girl power to like pride power, and that's the only thing right, they're right, talking right, about. Right. No, they're being. They expanded. They're being ex- inclusive of everything. And I read this article. Uh, over the weekend of this guy who was critiquing the show because he went and he was saying how disgusted he was that the Spice Girls were now back and they were capitalizing on gay men and, you know, and there were rainbow flags everywhere and all that. And, you know, it was just disgusting that, you know, the, a group that has made so much money would merchandise on this. And I was like, first of all, first of all, mijito. The they Spice Girls, <laughs> when they were around, the you know the their first, first time run, around, yeah. they were the queens of merchandising. So simmer down. Yeah, I mean there was a Polaroid camera. The the, the chupa Do chups. you remember when I went to Europe in '98 that I came back and I told you I'm like everything was with the Spice Girls. They're all over. Yeah, yeah there everything. were like cars with Spice everything. Girls, chips, like, like, like everything. Yeah, everything. Um, so it's not about you, boo boo. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about down. you. And second Certain. of all, the first time that they were around, you know, pr- in, which would have been in the late nineties, yeah. Pride was not where such did, a big oh, where God, it is no. now in terms of um, in terms of um, exposure. Expo- not only acceptance, but exposure. Mm-hmm. You know that people would fully, um, you know, put the rainbow. Even people that are not gay, you know, like now that right. would fully like you know embrace it. embrace the rainbow, the rainbow flag, and all that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're doing it now. I think, and and also obviously there is a generation of guys who or girls that liked the Spice Girls that are gay, and now they're you know now they have money, they can now go, they have money, yeah. they could show it, and you know whatever, right. be happy, be happy and gay right. at the Spice Girls concert. Also, Jerry so, Halliwell always looked like a damn drag queen. So, oh, actually, they were criticizing her in that he was criticizing her too whatever. because he's like, oh, you know, uh, she was wearing a dress with a crown, and that you know is the monarchy, which is like you know uh, impedes people's rights, and she. Was this she Written by Morris, and I'm like, I'm like, this is a t- this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we this can't have nice things. This guy went on a rant on this, and I'm thinking like, pero de que tu habla, like de que tu habla, you know. And I just feel that everybody has opinions nowadays. Hence, we're an opinion based uh, yes, pretty much podcast. It's, uh, pero, what we do, whatever. Um, pero bueno, uh, transitioning into the Spice Girls, yes. um, I wanted to talk a little bit about music and nostalgia. 
Okay. This could go on so, forever, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to time ourselves because you, me, music and nostalgia. So obviously the Spice Girls had their this tour. Madonna released a new album, mm-hmm. this um Madame X, X this week. It's gotten some people absolutely love it, some people It's very hate mixed it. reviews. I, I already bought it and I listened to all of it. Did you already forget it? Um I think the album is good. I think this is her first official album that she said, you know what? I'm going to make whatever music I want. And if it's weird as shit, I don't give a, sh- a damn. I, they're not going to play me on the radio anyway. True. So if I'm going to do a song where I'm talking about gibberish, I'm going to do it. And I don't care. And and here we are. And here we are. And you're going to pay anyway $1,000 to go see me. So who cares? <laughs> whatever. So that's like the age-old question, right? Okay. We always say like, ay, la musica de ante. Yeah. La musica de ante. Era mejor. Era... Was music really better and, and previously? No, music. I mean, well, some some eras of music are better than others. And I think, but a part of that also has to do with the fact that there's certain music that starts in certain eras. So it's not even that it was better. It's just that at that point it was new. And so now we measure everything against it. You know what I mean? Like rock and roll was birthed like what in the late 40s early 50s mm-hmm. give or take so you know oh that's when it was really good well yes because it was fresh and nobody had heard but these now it's also before. evolved into something else you know like now to a degree you know now that we have all this electronic music again you know now disco is looked at as like you know the the, the benchmark of that of that type of music right you know whereas disco in its time was you know oh that music sucks. I remember when music was good. And now it's like, oh, no, that's not a beat. Disco you could dance to. Right. Yeah. So but you know what? Because there's hindsight. I, I, like, I, I use somebody as Madonna as that barometer. Okay. Because like, if you think of her early records, mm-hmm. the records that made her a superstar. A star, right? If you really think about them and you remove the nostalgia, you remove your mm-hmm. you know adoration or admiration for it. Mm-hmm. And you really see it just in black and white. Is it really better than music that she produced later? I would say it isn't. I think there's a sweet spot with Madonna's albums. I think no, but but uh, I'm talking about her because we know her. You know, we know her it, catalog right, she's well. Been doing it but long in, enough, in the most right. part, because think about it, every artist that has every singer that has been around for generation decades, right. people, sure. Uh, you know, even, and even if they're relevant mm-hmm. and can still sell out stadiums, people are always going to say their earlier stuff is better. Right, because that's when they were new. Right. That's when you first heard them. They didn't sound like anything else. Now, after a certain point, actually, let's use Madonna as the example. Madonna, now every album she collaborates with 400 people. It's, it's Madonna featuring so-and-so, featuring so-and-so. She never did that before. Right. Now she's doing what everybody else is doing. So it, it, there's there's a certain there's something to that right, but in know? her it could be for two reasons either because she wants to appeal to a younger audience no, no, no. or enough. because that's where we are in music today that, that everybody collaborates where but that is where we are in music but then that's when you apply the thinking of like oh it was better back then well no it's because she it was almost like she's come full circle based on what you're talking about Madame X because back then she didn't have anything to you know to prove quote unquote she did whatever the hell she wanted. And she put out this song, and she sounded how she wanted to sound. And she changed, she changed her sound every album. You know, it wasn't like she stuck to the same exact formula. Mm-hmm. So, because and now I think, she I, think seems of, a more I think formulaic. about somebody like U two, which U two I love, love, love U two, and I eat up their music and like their lyrics. And I don't think their records now, their records now are not as popular. They don't get played. Their videos aren't 
definitely not on rotation. They're in their 50s, but I don't think their music now is worse than when they or or bland compared to what when they first came out. But I, I think they're also an odd one because their music has always been consistently uh, number one good, but consistently of a certain type of style. Like U2 it's not like U2 came out with an album this year of dubstep. No, <laughs> no. U2 is like two bands in one. Because don't forget that when U2 released Octune Baby, they went from being a more classic rock and roll band to being straight out an electronic band. That's true. And they were a completely different band for a good three or four albums. And then they kind of went back to, to them. But what I'm trying to say is that I, I always find myself... I mean, people say that about obviously, you know, Mariah Carey. My, my, my Any, look. Anybody no, who's been in the industry, and, and it's 10 funny years. because Mariah Carey released an album, uh, Caution, a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. and it was the best reviews of her entire career, consistently. O overall, overall, from every single wow. music, it has like a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten yeah, Tomatoes does uh, not Rotten uh, Tomatoes. Um, the musical me equivalent, uh, met, me Metacritic. 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 It, it's her highest rated album so i always ask myself that question i'm like you know singers that have been around for a really long time mm -hmm. is it just that you know people are don't get as excited over their new material because they've been around for so long and the public has moved on that's a big and, part or or is or, or did they lose their touch i think certainly some people do lose their touch you know yeah uh, but 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 I don't think most people do. I think most people continue making good music. It's just that. Uh, well, there's also something to be said for like. Actually, when you said that, I immediately thought of Debbie Gibson, who we love. Mm -hmm. Debbie Gibson was a great songwriter for a woman in her teens, early, early 20s, twenties, in the eighties. Like uh, you know what I mean? Like for for what she was experiencing, I don't think the last couple of things that she's tried to do. Mm -hmm. Actually, and that's kind of a lie because I love that album, MYOB. Actually, I think that's a really good album. But she hasn't been able to, I think, duplicate duplicate, duplicate that, that. Not even the success. Or the quality that, of the work. The quality. You know what I mean? Because the success of being a phenomenon is very hard to duplicate. You know, just in general. Right. I mean, after a while, you are no longer 18 and cute and right. bubbly. You know, you're a 40-something with Lyme disease. Oh. You know, but look, that turned out well for Talia. Talia's still rocking. Listen, it's Talia, Debbie Gibson. They should do a fun Irene from the real world. Yeah, it's a quite an eclectic little group. The Lime Disease, La Garrapata. No, because you know what I was thinking about. Um, no, because what I was thinking about was that, for example, if you go on YouTube, I mean, these are YouTube comments, so you take it with so, a grain yeah. of salt. And but if you go on YouTube comments, and for example, you look up. Classic Britney videos, classic mm -hmm. NSYNC video, classic Christina videos, Backstreet Boys, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they're big, big classic heyday, right. hey, heyday of like the late 90s, early 2000s. You'll see all these comments from people who are like, oh, back when pop music was good. And I distinctly remember very clearly that when all that genre living was through in, it. living through it, people used to throw rocks at them. Oh, this sucks. They're manufactured. This is uh, all electronic. These people aren't talented. We stopped grunge for this. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah. Wait, wait. I remember when we were there. When we were there. When these people used to get thrown tomatoes at, you know, by the other music listeners right. other than teenagers. But now it's now it's nostalgic. It's, so now it's like, I wanted that way is a great, it's in the Great American Songbook. It is. It's in a Doritos commercial, for God's sake. But that's uh, a good song, though. It is a good song. You know who would have been a great person to have this conversation with, too? Yeah. Today's guest, Lucy Lopez. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's only one of the, probably the longest-running DJs we have here in South Florida. Yes. She is truly 
iconic. She is. I, I'm Miami. gonna go ahead and use. She's a Miami icon. She is. She is a Miami icon and like Miami royalty. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for those of you who don't know her, she has been on radio station Power ninety six. Well, she said her career has been about twenty years. Right. I mean, we've been listening to her since. We, the thing is that we're like her age, yeah. So it's like we've been listening to her since we were the same age, but she was on the radio. No, <laughs> so I told like, her. I, I I forget if I said it in the I, interview. I, think, I, told, I, I told, but her I told her. I told her she. I thought she was going to be older because she she's young and she's been on the radio for so long that you know you just don't assume somebody goes on the radio at nineteen or you know twenty. Right. Yeah. You assume that they're older, especially her that she's always been on on the radio. Yeah. It's not like she was like the uh, behind the scenes, right? Or, or the weather girl. Or, or, Welcome or, to Power ninety six. This is the show. Now, you know, right? No, no, no. Right. She's always been a personality, and on, on there, you know, yeah. because if you're from Miami, you know Power ninety six, and if you know Power ninety six, you, you know, know Lucy, Lucy Lopez. <laughs> so here is our interview with Lucy Lopez. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. Listen, are you looking for something fun and different to do? Looking to maybe expand a little bit of your cultural horizons, but, you know, also looking to have a cocktail or two while you're doing it? Well, then I need to recommend that you guys hit the Bright Lines Havana Special Rum Train Excursion. It's a one and a half hour train ride leading from Miami, goes up to West Palm Beach, and... Through it all, you get to experience some local rum distilleries. Have I think it's about like three full-on drinks. You get to do a tasting. There's a dessert. There's live music. I mean, it's just a full package. La verdad que está completa la cosa. So head to therumtrain.com today. Check out the packages. Book your trip. It's running now through June 29th. And, I mean, it's a train. It's rum. It's music. It's fun. TheRumTrain.com. Dale, you know you want to do it. <laughs> Check it out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Pride myself in coming up with things that make sense to whatever's happening or what could be relevant or can have a long stay. And when I read, I was like, why the fuck didn't I come up with that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> many of you may recognize yes, that voice. That voice. I mean, I'm going to use the wor- a word that she's still probably a little too young for me to use, but I'm going to call her iconic, legendary. I mean, if you're from South yeah. Florida, 
the one and only Lucy Lopez yeah. is with Yay. us today. Yeah. Welcome to Pero Let so Me much Tell for You. Joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. It means a lot to me that you invited me. Thank we're you. We're Pero like super excited that you're <laughs> here. Pero like bro, like seriously. <laughs> I mean, we're interviewing Lucy Lopez, <laughs> who's, you know, just one of the most iconic, recognizable voices of Miami radio. In, In Hialeah. Thank you. Eating eating Vicky Baker. Yeah. Vicky Baker Pastelito. This may be the most Miami thing we've done <laughs> since we had Martha of Miami here. here. And we yeah. have her in this same office. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was like, oh, so we're in good company. Where are the exit signs? Um, no, thank you so much. Um, just a fun fact: I grew up on West Eighth Avenue and West Forty Fifth, which is literally five minutes away yeah, from here. Know. Maybe less than that. Which high school did you go to? I went to Pace High School. Good Pace. Ah, good yeah. Catholic girl. Yeah, right? yeah, one of those. <laughs> una niña buena católica de su casa. Thank you. Yes, una niña buena católica. Ahí están niñas decentes. Decentes. Esa falda está un poco muy corta. <laughs> so thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank um, you. Yes. you know, it's it's a very big deal for us. We love all of our guests, but it's especially nice when we have somebody who's like, you know, again, so well known in the community for as long as you know you have because you've been on radio. How long for have you been on the time. radio? Um, let's see. I think I'm coming up like maybe on 20 years. Did you start when you were like nine? Um, no. I mean, Honestly, like, I thought I, you. I thought yeah. you would be older. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am. Uh, I just. Uh, I, I got like recruited like right right out of college. So they right out of the elementary school. Uh, elementary that school. too. Yeah, exactly. That too. Well, at pace. This is her part um, time. Yeah, I was like. I think it was like my. I was. Uh, pretty much like a freshman at Dade. Um, I got recruited by uh, USA Television Networks to be a writer on the show Whammy on Miami. Oh, Whammy. The Whammy crew. Yeah, I was okay. 17 and lied to get a job there. Um, and then that went away. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, you were born in Jersey, but you're you're a Miami girl. I, mean, you I were, am you, the you, most you, Miami yeah. Hialeah person you will ever yeah. meet. Really? That doesn't come through at all. <laughs> I was gonna say, at all. When you were saying that you grew up here, I'm like, did you grow up in Mango Hill? <laughs> um, actually, I could see Mango Hill from my bedroom. <laughs> um, I knew Mango Hill was, you know. Because we had waterfront property, which meant un chaco, a.k.a. a canal, yeah. in the back. And then we had, um, remember there was, I don't know if it's still there, but on 44th and 8th, there was almost like a memorial to all these like amazing Hispanic people que apareció un cementerio. And it was the most horrible thing to look oh, at. It was like these little ha like hands, like a walk of fame thing. Horrible. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, and it lined that street and I could see right to Mango Hill from uh, my bedroom. Where many of my boyfriends lived. Just kidding. I, I, <laughs> Just kidding. I like that you said along the Mango Hill Trail. I like trail. that you like, said <laughs> the the whammy story because you may not remember this, but the first time you and I ever talked about like we should have a talk show was with Whammy. Well, I mean, it seemed like they were giving everyone one. Yeah, yeah. because, because I mean, no offense, had one, I remember they had no. like these, looking for talent. They had like these guys, yeah. like these like like people just like yeah. us hosting shows. And I remember you and yeah. I were like, Kenneth's we Frequency, Kenneth's Frequency, and people Ben Mackwitz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Tech had his yeah, show. Yeah, Bill Tech. Um, Ooh, I, he's a godfather of all that Miami Enya yeah, stuff. But, but Bill Tech was yes. more like legit, like, and he was older bueno. than us. But I he remember was they had, super like, well spoken. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was he was the one of us that could speak. You yeah. know, you could take the Miami boy and, uh, and, and have him talk well. Yeah. You know? That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I started off. But it's crazy because you don't have that local feeling anymore, as far as TV goes. Like, I don't right. think there's a local channel now that can do that. You know, more for the most part, you've got the news. Maybe you've got Sunday morning programming. Yeah. 
with a little local. Yeah, there's a lot of people tuning into that. So something, right, yeah, but, something that we really like about like you and even Power ninety six. Sure. Because I I feel that Power ninety six gets, you know, it gets a little bit like it gets a little bit of a bad rap. A bad rap, but which I don't understand why. But but this is this is where I'm. <laughs> but this is where I'm going with it. Sure. Like for example, I I I used to listen a lot to the morning zoo the mm-hmm. z100 Z mm-hmm. and then when they became syndicated we talk about this all the time You're sure. you know El- elvis duran is a great radio personality yeah, nobody can can't... take that away from no him. no he's great. i mean he's amazing but something that i feel that when the morning zoo went syndicated it mm-hmm. lost like a, it, i mm-hmm. mean yes we listen to them and they're great but it has no local like like flair there's, flair. No there's no local flair even froggy which i know is from here is not but when you turn on power 96 it is 100% Miami. It's community. You know, you know, it's Miami. What would you say, what does Power 96 have over any other radio station, even other local radio stations, that it makes it purely Miami? Lucy Lopez. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, right That's here, it. sitting yeah. in front of us. It was us. really nice meeting you guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, shortest interview ever, ever. eight minutes. Um, I think, you know, the fact that you recognize that, it just speaks volumes to the way that we brand ourselves, the way that we communicate to our audience, to our community. Mm-hmm. Cannot stress to you enough how seriously we take what we do on air every single day. And it sounds sometimes like we just walked in there and we're like, hey, hola. Um, Even that que hola has been thought out. Yeah. Um, everything, yeah. everything from the music to how we cater, how we brand the parties, how we uh, present a song, how we critique the song. Uh, we're very hyper local and it's important in today's landscape where there's so much for our audience to choose from, uh, from podcasting to streaming you know there's you know you got apple music you got this you got that you got title streaming you got we are constantly competing with all those elements we take it very seriously our team which one of the things i'm always talking about in our meetings and our creative meetings is like i want to be able that someone in their car someone listening to us really has a real connection with us on the radio really understands that I live where you live. I shop right. where you shop. Right. Um, it's it's so important to me. It's I, so important to I me. I will say, you know, as listeners know, in my day job, you know, I'm in advertising. We actually, you and I, you know, kind of had, we, we've, this is not the first time we've met, although no. she thought it was. Um, but we've met at, Mira, during you met a, twice for the first for time. For the first time. Like He's the only I. other person that I, that I can oh, say yeah, that that's about. a pretty good, the second other person that's is... Oh, yeah. so I guess I'm not the only asshole in the room. You're in good company, shall we say. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, again, I didn't know you before then, you know, face-to-face personally, mm-hmm. you know, actually meeting you. And the one thing I was, you know, you're you're a DJ. You know, you're an honor personality as far as at that moment... But when I saw you speaking to the client about your ideas for strategy and how to really, you know, it was like a, it was like a watching a, a PowerPoint presentation without the PowerPoint. It was like, here's the three things I want to do and this and da da da. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I legitimately, you know, watching you do that. The first thought I had was like, damn, she's not just a voice on the radio. Like this chick is smart. This chick has, thank you. You know, <laughs> a thought. I mean, not that I thought you were dumb, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it, I got it's it. very easy to think that somebody just kind of shows up to your point, like la jodera, read some things, and then okay, me voy para la casa, and that's yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. and there was, it was like at that moment where I'm like, oh no, no, she's like 
legit and she understands what needs to be done to really touch the community. And, it's important. It's very I important. I was very impressed and, and I, I say it all the time. Like, Thanks, Ish. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. And, and it, like I said, our team, that's, we, we, we live and breathe it. I, I have to. I have to be able to um, understand what it is to... I have to be able yeah. to walk or walk the talk or talk the walk, whatever you want to say it, because uh, it's important to me because people invest their time in me in the morning and I can't let them down. Zog and I can't let our audience down. We can't half-ass it. We can't be lazy. We have to continue to work harder and strive harder and mm-hmm. create more, and, and that's... That's part of what we do. And I always want to connect to our audience, whether it's mispronouncing the wharf and call it the Wahor for an entire month <laughs> and never get invited. Um, understanding that, you know, Canarias has the best croquetas of life. That's right. They do. And, you know, have a big, sh- you know, have lots of love for Eileen and, and understand that these are people in our community who are really adding to the layer that Miami is that, yeah. you know, it's not just South Beach. We're not South Beach. We're all Thank these you. other areas, you know, nobody really knows Flagami uh, outside of us. <laughs> I don't think I, we've I'm, mentioned I'm, Flagami I'm, I'm on glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that here in the podcast through, you know, other, other um, guests that we've had. You know, we always say that the, I feel Miami has like two images. Uh, one is the old, old image that, you know, people come here to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, right. that's like the old image, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, the, the viejito venían paca, which is really outdated. I don't know why people still have yeah. that. And then the other one is South Beach, you know, mm-hmm. partying with like celebrities and yeah. all that, which is certainly a part of the Miami experience, mm-hmm. but it's not the complete or total package. Right. How would you sell Miami? And and I love asking this question. How would you sell Miami to somebody from another place, whether it be somebody from the Midwest or somebody just who is not, hasn't or been somewhere here? somewhere foreign like Broward. <laughs> right. How would you sell Miami? Uh, first of all, bring your passport. Right. <laughs> um, because we're a whole different world. We're a different country. This is this is uh, the wild, wild west with respect. Mm-hmm. I like that. You come here, you could do whatever you want. You want to go dance on top of a, of a table and, and show your tits and while you're booty dancing to some song, go ahead and do that. Go to work. Your, but the next day, you better put on a suit and go to your 9 to 5. Uh, don't, don't think that this is just like, uh, like, a, like um, I, I, I want to have a better word because I know my mom is going to hear this. This is not about you. Mm-hmm. I love that you Bayou. said I was thinking the same word. Bayou. This is not yeah. about you, you guys. This is community. There's Which a lot of stuff. What about you? Is it's a whorehouse. There's a it's lot. A, ba- a bayou. A bayou. <laughs> a bayou is a, a swamp. <laughs> you can come here, have a lot of fun, do it because I have fun every here, every day, every weekend. Like after this, I'm gonna go to the bend and have a drink with my husband. Like there is a lot of stuff to do here, but this is not. Uh, what happens in Miami stays in Miami. We're sure. really proud of our the debauchery that happens here. <laughs> Meaning, um, number one, don't call our baby ugly. And number two, don't come here and think you're going to get away with something because we will call you out on it. Mm-hmm. We've done it to several celebrities within the past few months on our show where I'm like, um, Casanova drinking out of a red solo cup on a jet ski on South Beach instead of properly holding on to it threw it in the ocean yeah oh yeah yeah all local news stations went after them you know thanks to local radio station and and a local you know like lifestyle miami all these instagram accounts who went heavy on it 
and I don't know, I guess like come here. This is a great place to have fun. Invest your money here, spend it, buy a house here. But also remember that this is not some celebrity sex pot place either. There are schools here. There are communities here that don't that don't have proper grocery stores that um, wouldn't. It's tough for some of the people in this community to buy vegetables. Uh, you know, I'm part of this uh, organization with the United Way where we go and we build like urban um, uh, gardens. Oh. So we're also that. There's that happening here yeah. too. It's not just a sky rise. We're and not one dimensional. No, we're not. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of beautiful things happening in the city and. You know, thank God we're not just football. We're almost soccer. <laughs> David is really trying. We're really trying, guys. But we're like so much more. And I, I feel like there's this renaissance happening right now within our community that is not going to stop. And those who are in the know are smart to it. Um, pero I hope would, that answered your question. You say, it, it did, is. and more, actually, because now it brought up another question. Sure. What would you say is the area that's experiencing maybe the biggest renaissance? Or like, the most obvious? Let me think about that one. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's Wynwood. Right now, like yeah, we're, Portal, mov area, yeah, we're moving nice to the area. Citadel building. But yeah, I think like in Portal, I think Ayocho right now is looking really cute at yeah. the moment. You like the high side? Really cute, bro. Um, <laughs> Are you going to go have some salmon? I'm going to have some salmon. <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. Irregardless, <laughs> I will have the salmon. It's not a word. <laughs> It's also, not an, it's also not an exaggeration. It's literally my favorite word to say that is absolutely wrong. Yeah. I love that. That to me, let me tell you something. The Miami accent, our words, it's, it's candy. It's to me, it's it's delicious. I could cuchara grande eat it. Like wow. carne con papa. Like, okay. oh my okay. God. So I love it, you yeah, guys. Well, you know, recently, I'm sure you heard this, it was rated one of the... the number 13. It was oh, number was it 13? 13. Yes, sir. Sexiest accent. Yeah. Number 13. Am I insulted it's not top three? Absolutely. Because, by the way, <laughs> there's several variations of the Miami accent. You cannot just put, oh, that's a Miami accent. No, bitch. This is a Hialeah accent. There's a Coral Gables accent. There's a Kendall accent. There's a South Miami accent, and there's different tones of bro. Oh yeah, there's okay. Bro. There's there's brat brat, and that's kind of like the candle brat. Yeah. And then there's a bro, yeah. and that's super hialeah. Yeah. Like the deep bros that's are hialeah. That's a legit one. The, and then yes, the legit one. Yeah. The legit one. And then there's your your Coral Gable snobby who doesn't want to admit that she listens to Power and She's like bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super, it's super. Yeah, she says she listens to that other radio station. It's super, and she's a liar. It's just super dainty, you know. She gets her wax every week, that whole thing. Um, her but highlights. She's but she's listening to the Power yeah. Love Hour. Yes, every Thursday night. Every every other Thursday on Power 96 at 8 o'clock with DJ Def. I, you know, those are the things about Miami that when you move here, going back to your question, when you move here, be prepared. It's Kendall. It's West Kendall. It's, it's Hialeah. It's Hialeah, Miami Lakes. It's PSN, which we don't talk about. Wait, what's PSN? What the F? Palm Springs North. Oh, okay. Palm, I've heard Palm Springs, but I never heard Palm Springs North. Bro, PSN is like where everybody is like, like quietly rich, right? 
And all these girls who have been selling Beachbody made it big in the beginning. Hardcore. And all of a sudden, own like this Mac outhouse. Like on the outside, it looks like a rundown house in Miami Springs. But you walk in, you're like, Muchacho, pero aquí hay marmo por donde quiera. Well, I love the people. I love the people that are like, I'm Miami Lakes or Miami Gardens. And it's like your driver's license says, hi, Aaliyah. Demon. What she thinks about Herbalife. Herbalife? <laughs> Bro. That's, that's a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Style. First of all, when your dia comes to you, when your dia comes to you, first of all, the only thing that your dia should be giving you when you're not feeling well, cocimiento. That you guys, your dia is literally bottling up un té que te has acabado for three days. No, I mean, what is that? What is that? <laughs> and that goes. I love, I love. Wait, I did know. this actually happen? Is your aunt seriously like pushing Herbalife? I have many aunts. <laughs> many. Of course, she has 13. 13. You have 13, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we have several aunts in the family. But what, what my idea is. What I love is that <laughs> sure. there's so many people here in Miami. Be your own boss, be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, okay, so what are you doing? Oh, I sell Herbalife. I'm like, You're following the, the trend. It's like, does this happen in other, are other cities into Herbalife? No. Like South Florida or Miami no, is? No, and that's what's so beautiful about this city, you guys. You guys, I'm serious. It's, it's beautiful. It's my favorite thing about our community. The fact that a stay-at-home mom can have a fucking body that doesn't quit. She can literally go dance on a J-Lo video tomorrow, but no. What is she doing? She's selling you Herbalife with the latest shampoo. Que ahora todo mundo está vendiendo shampoo. Oh, yeah. I've seen have that. Have you seen what the shampoo? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't my name God. It this girl legit grabbed my hair. She goes, you know, I have something for your hair. And I go, no, my hair is fine because I still use Mirta Perales leave-in conditioner. Back off. The original... <laughs> Hawker of shampoo. Yes. Why does she get enough, like, Aceite letra esa. I was a chico Oh, my mita. God. I was a chico mita. Shut up. Uh, yeah, I could show you the trophy. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like you just made her weak. Yeah. You might Are you have. serious? Yeah, my dad worked for Mita de Perales. Oh, my God. Stop it. Are you serious? Yes. Bro, yes. every every other Sunday, my mom would do the aceite on me and my sister's letra hair. Letra yeah. And she would put it all over my hair. Con un algodón. Siéntate ahí. Yeah, con algodón. Siéntate ahí, no te me mueves. I'm like, all right, all right. Crying, mommy, me está jalando el palo. She goes, cállate la boca, que esto te va a sacar esos crepos de ahí. And I'm like, laying there, and I'm sitting. She goes, okay, boom, sábado gigante. Yeah, el mejor pretexto para quedarte en casa. Tiene que pasarte una hora con ese ointment on your head. Caballero, the fucking worst. So yeah. something that I'm curious Death. about, you know, with, with you and both Power 96, mm. over the fact that you're both so relevant and you know you've been an honor personality as you said for 20 plus years how have you adapted or you could say either you or the station 20 not 20 plus okay 20 plus years how how would you say either you have adjusted in terms of you know how you are on air or the station to the ever-growing changes in miami you know once upon a time we were predominantly just cuban now we're just we're everything we're everything now venezuela, venezuela. it's like little venezuela mm-hmm. here how, how how have you adjusted to include everybody just like as- you just like you you gotta this is what's happening right now who can we talk who can we talk to i'm going to the uh, city place that's yeah. date night son yeah. that's awesome yeah. i love going there i love the fact that i can go to Cinebistro and pretend i'm rich yeah um, walk around and decide on what kind of plastic surgery is going to work for me in 30 mm-hmm. years from now. Yeah. <laughs> All in the same establishment. Oh, and, get same and get an ice cream. And get an ice cream. And get an ice cream. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. then go like this and go, oh, I can't afford to live here. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's just that, it going out there, experiencing it for yourself um, and, and really listening to our listeners. Really, I... I I'm, I live on the DMs on Power 96. Like, that's my thing. I'm, I'm constantly on there. I'm constantly, because I want to know what people are talking about. I want to know what they're experiencing. I want to know what they're feeling. I want to know if they're, if they woke up this morning like I did and went, oh my God, it's so fucking hot today. Yeah. You couldn't even breathe. And, and I don't know if I'm the only, I think Miami people are the only people that understand this. You know when it's so hot, you can't even go in the pool? Bogaitaraco. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in bath water. It's too sticky, hot. Yeah. The water is too hot, yeah. and it gets sticky. Oh my god! It I said that, and somebody yeah. thought I was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's gloria, I'm not peste. And you're yeah. like, I don't yeah. want to smell yeah. like dog. You, you get that? Not it's it's hard to explain to somebody who hasn't experienced it that not so fresh chlorine smell. Yes, which chlorine is always smells fresh. But when it's hot, it's, <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. And what I'm trying to tell you is. We're everywhere. All of us individually, low key, are everywhere. Overhear conversations, and I'm just like, yeah, I, that's literally what our audience is saying right now. That's what they're thinking. This is what's going on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's that would be my best uh, explanation. What do you for think that. is the worst stereotype about us? About Miami people? Yeah. Oh, that we don't care. That we're that we're very pretentious that we don't care about other people that we only care about other that we only care about ourselves what we're wearing where we're tanning where the next party is um our community has been through so many horrible things um this is what i love about miami this is my favorite thing about miami when that happened in parkland the amount of people that reached out to our radio station what are you guys doing how can we help and we were in that situation where like we can't we have to let these kids go through what they're going through. The day it happened, the following morning, Zog and I went to, uh, they had a memorial immediately after in a park about a couple of blocks away from the school. And I remember sitting in the grass watching all these kids hug and kiss each other. And I remember, I need to remember these moments because I want to be able to relay it back to our audience the following day. And Zog and I went on, we were real. I mean, I was crying. It was very hard for me because I'm a mother. Um... The, the people of South Florida, the people of Miami, the people in Miami Lakes, the people of Brickell, they generally care. And when shit hits the fan in our city, everybody bands together and does the right thing. And I remember when 9-11 happened, everybody was like, oh, New York, New York, New York. I'm like, hey, guys, uh, Andrew, that was the same vibe that was here, that same, like, what can I do for you? That. What can I do for you? Do you need ice? These are the gas stations that are open. This is the store that has ice. You guys, Pepe on 12th and 49th is telling me that there's ice available at the 7-Eleven across the street from, you know, the yeah. Cuban, ca- the Latin Cafe. Like, our city really cares about each other. But again, don't, no meta la pata. Because we will call you out. But I'm glad that you mentioned that because I and I've said this before. I think in other contexts here on the podcast, you know, I, I, partly because we live in such a hurricane prone area that we get hit by natural disasters all the time. Uh, we really come together as a community, and you see other communities sometimes go through something similar, and things just fall apart, and there's chaos and all that. And here in Miami, everybody really steps up. And I'm glad you mentioned Andrew. I mean, Andrew was already a while ago, but I remember that even among that. 
that, which at that point was like the biggest natural disaster in American history, everybody came together and everybody was like so kind and all that. And the same with other natural disasters. And and I, I think you're right. That's something that we don't get a lot of. We don't. We will never credit get credit. Instead, everybody remembers uh, Chad's and uh, the horrible election system, Ian Broward, uh -huh. y que fulano this, and... Um, the the uh, the zombie eater on ninety five like yeah. no no everybody wants to remember that everybody yeah. wants to remember that Justin Bieber got arrested on South Beach like no well hey wait a minute we also do this and we do this and there's so many organizations that don't make it to mainstream media or don't make it to somebody's Instagram page that are doing so many beautiful things for our community that don't get enough credit I think the problem with the optics of Miami and South Florida. Is that we're so pretty that nobody looks at our heart? It's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Is that we often forget, and this happens to me a lot. Well, not a lot. I'm conscious about it. But we often forget that we're in the South. And what's the saying here in Florida? The more north you go, the more south it gets. Oof. Mira, a, a couple of weeks ago, Yo le tengo ron. I went to a wedding in, um, what was it called? It was an hour, uh, an hour and a half north of Tampa. Uh-huh. In a little small town. And it was really cute. It was like a wedding in a barn. And driving down, this was like on I-75 on the West Coast. Okay. I, I saw like two of them in different parts. You know those big, I call them car dealer flags. Like the, the sure. flags, the American flags that are like enormous, like yes. the size of a house. Like the one on the Palmetto, on the, the, right there on the Palmetto the, the, on 57. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh -huh. That are the size Honda. of like a yeah. house. Uh -huh. Yes. But of the Confederate flag. What? Yes. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I've never seen a Confederate flag that They big. don't like your kind up here. They, it's, I mean, it's Are still you serious? Yes. Y la pila de Puerto Ricans that live in, in Tampa. There's so many Puerto Rican friends of mine Actually, that have moved to Tampa. Uh, uh, Tampa really? and Orlando and like yes. Kissimmee. Why Kissimmee? Pero Orlando for a while. But, but, I mean, but why? why? Like, no sé. Is there a reason no why? Sé. And supposedly the Maybe best medianoche, the best medianoche is up there. It's not here in anymore. In Colombia. And where? In Colombia. Is the that the name of the restaurant? restaurant? Yeah, yeah, that. That's the one with salami. Is that why it's the best? Well, it's a, it's a little bit of a complex story. So Colombia is the oldest Hispanic slash Spanish restaurant in the country. And even has like a marker in the front. It's over 100 years old. Oh, good and, for you. <laughs> and they said that they made, like, when they were in Ybor City, you know, like, the, yeah. was, like, the cigar And thing. they were, like, in some food channel. Oh, it's the best Cuban yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Well, it's where it was born. But it was it was born there, and then they say that the original had salami, whatever. And then my husband told salami, me salami, no salami, whatever. We were watching that movie um, with uh, Ben Affleck, where he marries una cubana that is played by Zoe Saldana. What's the name of the movie, guys? What movie is this? Yes, you've never seen this. No, it didn't even make it to theaters. Like it was like ooh, direct to super fast, and it's about Cubans coming here. And, um, you mean Geely made it to theaters, but not this. <laughs> like this. Yes, and this and whatever, and it took place in Tampa. And he goes, "Oh, that's where the Cuban sandwich is born." Ben Affleck made it. I'm like, "What?" But anyways, yeah. um, that that movie kind of touches upon that, where like this is like where all the Cubans went to to Tampa, not yeah. here to Miami first, which is yeah. Weird. And the Cuban the Cuban sandwich this is interesting. It's it was actually born in the U.S. It's Cuban American. Oh my gosh! Because they used to make it. Um, this is a this is the learn segment of the listen, listen laugh, laugh and learn. learn. Uh, so bum, when, bum, bum. 
<laughs> when Ybor City like started getting big in like the late 1800s because mm-hmm. of the cigar trade, right? Uh, the workers that used to come were from Cuba. See, so they needed like a hearty sandwich, hearty meal. To like to you know, keep going to keep going. Right. So obviamente pork is very Cuban. So sí. they put on metiendo cosa ahí, and the original Cuban sandwich, the bread is from La Segunda Central Bakery, uh-huh. which still exists today. It's wow. over 100 years old. And then that they, in essence, those people in essence invented the Cuban sandwich, obviously without knowing. And when those Cubans would go back to Cuba, they would make that sandwich over there. So then people in Cuba started having that sandwich. So if you ask like your grandmother, oh, did you have Cuban sandwiches in Cuba? They'll tell you, oh, yeah. But that's because that sandwich was brought from the U.S. Who invented the jupina? Ah, bueno, eso sí que no. (laughs) 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 Who's that guy or woman who invented the... And where's their prize? Where's their prize? Because the jupina, you guys, pineapple soda? Yeah. It sounds gross. It's the most delicious. And then... Sure, you're going to have diabetes right after the second gulp, but it's the most delicious yeah. thing in the world. Wilfred Brimley's doing fine. Being you know, He's had it for years. Yeah, being dead. dead. Who? Wilfred Brimley. No estoy seguro. Okay. No estoy seguro. So anyway, bueno, so what's, what's, do you guys, do you have any like upcoming projects? What are you guys like bringing up over at Power 96? You know, right now we're, we're, we're focusing on, on just, Continuing to connect with our community, continuing to I'm holding back because I'm not, you know, I'm no, I think I'm on the back. radio. Don't hold back. So um This is your outlet, you're not on the yeah. radio. There's no FCC here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck shit. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Um and now we have to put an E yeah. on this episode. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I think like our goal as a team is always to do that, is to continue to show everybody that we're a family, that, that, that we get what everybody wants. We try to give everybody what they need every morning and every, you know, afternoon with Evie. We, we, we do a lot. Try to remind you guys uh, it's not that bad. Mm. There's a lot of really horrible things happening in the world and you have a lot of access to those horrible things you know um the other day i had to deactivate my daily mail updates because it was like you know child you know found dead and this and that and look i'm not i'm not living in a in a in a fairy tale world but if i can make you laugh with things that i know that are going to touch your heart Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to do that. Yeah. We're going to continue to be part of the community. We're going to continue to be a a loud AF Instagram page, mm-hmm. constantly churning out creative and original content at you as much as we can. And I hate to use the word content, but uh, for, for this example, I think it's like the best way to put it. We, we don't stop. Like, yeah. I need you. I wish, sometimes I wish I could go on the radio, turn off the music and be like, do you know how long we worked on that? That's why I said at the beginning, you know, Power 96, for better or for worse, yeah. unlike any other radio station locally, is Miami. Is yeah. Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when anybody talks about Miami, they don't talk about other radio stations. The first thing they say they is talk Power, about 96. Power 96. We, we, we love that. And I'm so thankful that people like you and, and our, our listeners understand that. It's really important to us. Yeah. I swear, I and I and I and I've said this a couple of times already, but there's so much work that goes into what we do. People don't know that. 
And I'm okay with that sometimes, but there are days where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, fuck, can I tell everybody I'm having a bad day? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been very open with the fact that I, I, I work through depression mm-hmm. and that's something that some creatives, you know, go through, you know, and it's not as easy as like, Ay, it's not that easy. Exactly. As our community always says. Yes, yeah. that's the stigma. Cae de la boca. Para Total, no estás en la factoría. Exactly. Porque en Cuba tu tía tenía no sé qué cuánta gente y tenía que levantarse todas mañanas con el hacerle comida Exactamente. ¿Sabes lo que tu abuelo hacía? Tu abuelo recogía el café desde las 2 de la mañana hasta las 6 de la tarde. Y después costaba caña. Así para de joder. And uh and when you come from that and you're a creative really fucking hard man yeah. because you're just like guys and don't complain guys and don't complain and uh there's days where i don't want to be funny there are days that you can sometimes hear it in my voice and i know you can hear it in my voice if my husband texts me my husband never texts me during my show and when i call and if i sound off to him he'll be like what's going on with you i'm like i'm just having a fucking day he goes yeah. can you leave at 10 and i go no i have six commercials to cut i have a promo to write i have things to direct this is happening yeah. and i guess that's the part of my job that i've always wanted to share with people i've never had the opportunity till now but i, I wish people kind of knew a little bit more about that because it's very easy because oh, bro that girl and her fucking voice bro i can't stand it mama you sound like me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sound just like me physician heal thyself (laughs) after three days in therapy i'm here to tell you that's above me Um, but yeah i wish i wish i could tell listeners that i but you know what though i i I feel that you're in the type of entertainment that it's kind of like a thankless job in a in a a way that all entertainment is thankless but 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 unless you're emma stone But in your case, particular, I mean, you, as you said, you make people like laugh, um, you know, have a good time in the morning, and they just kind of take it for granted that you're going to be there right, on their morning right. commute, being entertaining, and make but, me laugh. But you and have forget. to know that you and... do, because, like, for example, some of like my fondest memories as a kid, it is with Power ninety six, and I'll tell you this: as mine. when I Mindy think, of, no, when I think. Of my childhood, one of the things I think of is Hot Wheels. Yay! Hot, with Power ninety six, yeah. Uh, the song "Weekend." That's like quintessential Miami, like Debbie late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Power ninety six, Hot Wheels. Yeah, and like, that's that's, a, that, that's the shit. Like, and that's, that's a beautiful memory. And yeah. those kind of memories is what we strive to do every single day with the new generation living in in Miami, with your kids, and with even use i want to make sure that somehow somebody that makes put you in a good mood because there is so much gaga happening remember what's one of the first things i told you when we started the interview i told you oh you know other big radio personalities you know that they'll have you know they have their morning yeah. show and they're like oh let's talk about crazy ex-boyfriends i'm like really like this i mean this is what i'm tuning syndicated in syndicated programming and i've told you is so generic as to be boring a tuesday is a thursday is a monday right. is a saturday but for but, all I care. but when you listen but when we listen to you we know we we're know listening. what we're listening, Who we're listening to, to, listening to where yeah. <laughs> what we're listening to and where where is that coming from that there's means, no mistake that means 
means that. so much to us because that's literally all Zog and I want to communicate yeah. to the audience. That's all we want to we want to have fun with you guys. <laughs> I know we say this after every interview, but, <laughs> but this is my probably one of my favorite okay. interviews. So, like, so. I mean, it's it's like our children where it's like we love all of them, but every time a new one comes along, it's our new favorite because it's you know. It's so like, I want to I want to end the interview with with like this. Okay, let's all like dedicate like what would be our number one song to dedicate at the power love, love hour okay. so <laughs> well you yeah. gotta you gotta go first you're the guest you want me to go first yeah, of course um okay can i have a character maybe where she's from do you want to do all that or should i do it for the should it be oh we me? gotta do it like 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 in character should like I, we're on should the I power be me? love hour should i be me you do whatever you, you do. want all right here i go hello <laughs> hi it's me chula diamelis leon de castro ramos <laughs> I want to dedicate Pony to my boyfriend, Chico, of two years. And my other boyfriend, Kure Gecko Dot, who's now an upcoming rapper in Flagami. Babe, no matter how hard you mumble, I always know you love me. That's my shout-out. That's my shout-out. Who's next? I need to compose myself. No, go ahead. Yo. There. There he goes. Yo. There he goes. Yo. Yo. My name is my name is Pedro, and I want to shout out to Melissa and yes. West, Melissa and West Kendall. That now that you're going to Hammock High, I still want to dedicate "Culo" by Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that one who wants to dedicate a ratchet song during the love hour. It's like, no, that's not the music we play. It has to be a slow song. And they're like, all right, can you play ragata? <laughs> No, not that either. All right, how about God's plan? Still not the right song, friend. Go ahead, Ish. Your I turn. I don't even know songs are even like ballady. I don't even, like. I can't even think right now. Think about it. There's there's Pony. There's uh there's one music by One Twelve. There's uh there's, Casey and JoJo. Casey like, and like, JoJo. I'm literally, like I'm literally driving. Okay. Casey, so, grind guess, on me, pretty Ricky. I guess all my life. There you go. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right, all right, right. Go. So I got I got to think of the character. Hey. Hello, my name is Pepe. Yes. And I'm calling from Hialeah. Yes. Joe, mommy, you know who you are. This is for all my life because I've been looking for you and finally I found you, baby. You know, you know, we're going to be together forever. Candy. That's yeah. candy. <laughs> Especially once you get your papers. <laughs> By the way, Pepe's girlfriend's name? Use Lacey's. Of course it is. Use Lacey's. Use Lacey's and your Nike. And Usnavi. Usnavi. Yeah. Oh, and look! <laughs> you guys, we're looking for the person to save us. Lin-Manuel Martinez, coño. He's going to help us, Lin -Man, too. No, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think you just married Lin Martinez with Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I bet all... That may be my favorite thing, though, because now I'm picturing them together you guys, as one person. You guys, <laughs> but this is the Miami thing to do. Yeah. We are going to screw up your name, and we're going to make you popular because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. add an S to everything. I hope, so, I hope somebody creates some type of beam after they hear that and creates like a picture of what Lin-Manuel Martinez Lin-Manuel like. Martinez. Because <laughs> I'm picturing like Lin-Manuel's hair, hair from Hamilton, but like Lin-Martinez's face. Yeah. On, the oh drive, on the set of Deco Drive. On the set of Deco Drive. Just as Hamilton. Exactly. <laughs> but where's Shireen Sandoval? Can she be in the picture too? Well, she's Aaron Burr. Clearly. She's I'm amazing. Just... That Shireen Sandoval's body is a whole drop. But does anybody follow Lynn Martinez on Instagram? You guys. Clearly, somebody's drinking herbal life. Full circle. Full circle. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Lucy. We could go on for an, another a, hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, we could go on for like yeah. an hour. This has been a riot. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yes. One of the things I told you in the beginning was that you know when we started the podcast, we reached out to a lot of people in the community, and mm-hmm. some people didn't give us the time of day. But there's been other people like you who are very well established that you could even say are icons within our community who took the time to be on our show and you know come and hang out with us. So. We, you know, on a personal note, we really, really thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish you lots of luck on your podcast. And thanks again. And and, um, this has been amazing. And I got to, like, share stuff about myself that I never thought I would ever share. So thank you so much for having me. And uh, God bless. And we're back. Okay, wasn't that awesome? I'm telling you, if Miami had a voice, it's Lucy Lopez. Okay, so Miami as a city would speak. So we always say, we say this over and over and over again, so we sound like a broken record, (laughs) that um, we're always very thankful for our guests, and and we love everybody that's come here, and we've established great relationships and great friendships with some people that have come on the show, and... You know, every time we finish an interview, we go, that was our favorite. But I got to say that Lucy Lopez's interview, I mean... And we could have gone heard, on. You only heard a fraction of it. Yeah, we could have gone on for like another like two hours because she was just so fun and she's such an amazing person because she's a lot of fun on air, but behind that, there's you know, she's a genuine person. She's a genuine person, and and I I loved it. I I loved it so much. Yeah. She was amazing to have on, yeah. and and we can't thank her enough for taking time um, to come and, and and record with us. She was great. This girl wakes up at three in the morning. Yeah, to go do and her she show. She found time to come. And, and she sit found down time with us. to come sit with us. You know, I mean, there's other people who send us contracts and shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on to our last soda. I'm after salty. all that. I'm beating. That's why you need a soda. That's why you need a soda. <laughs> all that saltiness, you need a soda. So I'm gonna give my last soda first. Got it. And this is going to be the first last soda that I've given to somebody previously. The first last soda you've given previously. Just, I think that's so good. I think you just said a haiku, but okay. <laughs> what is she doing nowadays? No, not hoku. No, no, I know. But you know what I was talking I about. Of course I knew what you were talking about. So, I'm going to give my last soda of the desert to Hamdi um, Lukaya, who is the founder and president of Chibani Yogurt. Okay, yes. He was one yes. of the first sodas uh, I, I ever gave. I, I think remember. it was like the second or third one. Yep. And the philanthropy of this man is unparalleled. That's why I felt the need of giving him a shout out again. Uh, he now donated, he canceled the debt of a school district, I believe in um, Idaho, where okay. there, Chobani has one of its plants. Right. He canceled the school, um, the school district's debt for lunch. Because what happens is a lot of school districts, um, th- for kids who, who can't pay their lunch, mm-hmm. end up have, giving them free lunch. Right. And they, Somebody's started, pay for it they start incurring a debt. Right. So a lot of schools have... You know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in debt. Shit. This um, particular, the Twin Falls School District in Idaho had over eighty-five thousand dollars in um, in debt for unpaid lunches. For unpaid lunches, and he paid it, and obviously bringing awareness at, uh, at the fact that a lot of kids, this is the only. Yeah, you know, form of nutrition they get. they get the only meal they get. So you know, my hats off to them. It's people like this when you hear of these CEOs. That you know, obviously, have a lot of money, but are doing just amazing things, mm-hmm. amazing things. And this man is not doing this for a tax cut. 
Because, right. you know, then the cynic is always like, oh, they're doing it for a tax cut, right? I bet that now they all have Chobani yogurt yeah. in the schools. Right. That's the same cynic that's like, oh, now they have pride flags everywhere. Oh, right. can you imagine they're including me now? Ugh. 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 And they're thinking of me as a person. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. That was pretty good. That was good. We, we, were, we were right on we point on that. Anyway, so my hat's off to him because, again, he, he's doing things that all these people in power that have all this money should do more of. And if these CEOs took more responsibility to take, took a greater responsibility to help out their communities and really, really take part in philanthropy, not just write a check, but really set a course, set a standard. As an example, there would be so many things that would be, maybe it's not the solution to everything, but a lot of things, every little bit definitely, helps. every little bit health. And a lot of things would definitely be in better shape. So my well, last coat goes to him. Congrats to you, CEO of Chobani. Oh. And they make delicious yogurt. Now mine's going to seem stupid. Oh. I'm giving it to the TV land show Younger. But it has Hillary <laughs> Duff, our national treasure. It's true. It's true. It's entering its sixth season. or I think it just started its sixth season now. And I'm actually binging season five right now because I, for some reason I didn't watch it. It's just such a fun show. Like, it's just... It's not a cynical show. It's a cute, fun show. For those who don't know, Sutton Foster, Broadway legend, plays a woman who is in her 40s and has to figure out after a divorce and her daughter being in college how she's going to now survive on her own. And she's not able to find a job because she's been out of the publishing industry for 20 years, give or take. So with her friend, who is played by um, Ayata, Madonna's friend, uh, Debbie Mazar, mm-hmm. Um, they concoct this whole scheme where she creates a whole new identity and she pretends that she's like in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And so she gets a job and it's, you know, hijinks and trying to keep the secret and whatever. But at this point in season five, like more people are starting to find out. I, so. This sounds a lot like the movie Second Chance with Jennifer Lopez. That was horrible. That's one of the worst movies I've seen. Okay, but Jennifer Lopez didn't pretend that she was younger. No, she pretended she was... No, like right, a, like a Harvard graduate or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's just, it's a cute show. It's fun. It's not... It has Hillary Duff. It has Hillary Duff. It has Sutton Foster, Debbie Mazar. I mean, that alone. Hillary Duff. I mean, it's it's Hillary Duff. She's a national treasure. You know, she came clean with her dignity. <laughs> you know, it was wonderful. <laughs> and Hillary Duff is is saucy in this. Oh yeah, no, I bet. Oh no, no. So Hillary Duff has talked about like you know guys going down on her and Lizzie I, McGuire said yes. that. And at one point now she's like dating two guys and you know she's. Yeah. Does Gordo make an appearance? No, I don't. I don't think anybody knows what Gordo is. <laughs> Her friend on Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I don't think anybody's kept tabs on that poor boy. I hope he's not with Orlando Brown from Let's So Raven or Michael Musto from Michael, Mitchell Musto. M- Mitchell, Mitchell, I'm like Michael from... Musto, the critic from The Village Voice. No. Gordo es pejuelo. No from. Um, <laughs> That's just being Miley. Uh-huh, yes. The next uh, we got Hannah Montana. I will redeem myself. I got na, 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 na. I'm singing the wrong Disney. You are. Yeah. But you're singing it as if it's the theme song, but with conviction. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, see, right now I was thinking of um, Hillary Duff's songs because I haven't listened to them in years. And I was thinking, I know she has a song about. About a stranger, and I was thinking, "There's a stranger in my no, house," and I'm thinking, it, "I'm thinking it in a faster tempo because I'm thinking of her." How, how she her, does it right? She does it. I'm like, right. "No, this no, is not no, right. no." That's that, that's Tamia. <laughs> 
which I actually like the original R&B version of the song, not the house remix. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people. But anyway. Because um, everybody turns off the radio right now. Yeah, so, okay. Enough about that. Okay. So, Hillary yeah. Duff. So, she gets yeah. your final quote. No, Younger gets my final quote. No, Hillary Duff gets your final quote. Okay. Coat. I'm going to give a six pack to the cast of Younger so Hillary Duff can get one. <laughs> There's a train with her veneers. My house. <laughs> Wake um, up! What you yelling uh, for? No, that's no. That, you know, you start like you start fine, and then you veer off into other ones. Wait, I know what you're thinking of Avril Lavigne. Why? Because she's dead. Because she, because of the whole. You know what? We're not even gonna get into it. That's a Thank whole you, Stephanie. Other, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, as always, people. <laughs> I don't know if there was a lot of learning in this episode. Uh, there's this always was more of a laughing. There's always something. Sometimes similar. we have more learning. Sometimes we have more. There's laughing. a little bit of learning in the interview. We hope you listen, laughed, and learned. And as always, as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupina. And thank you for joining us. That was episode 68. Yes. Thank you. Bye, mi gente. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.